are your host, Sierra. And this is Megan. Hot girl, Megs. Feel tall. You I'm are 20 feet tall right now. All right, all right. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us today. So, we've been talking a lot about cancel culture. Yeah. The canceling of people. Um, we can talk about if they deserve it or not a little bit later. <laughs> um, but just to be canceled. But like, should we really be just can- out here just canceling people and or just? Well, my thing is, what does it even mean for all to be canceled? Like, what's have we defined being canceled? At first, canceling was for your um, convicted felons. People who went to jail rightfully, like you know, R. Kelly, cancel people like that. Okay, so R. Kelly is an, is an appropriate cancel. Yeah, yes, and then I feel like it started to turn into just canceling anybody for everything. But I feel like it's always been that way. Anyway. Like, remember when Raven Simone got canceled? Oh, she was from every country and every, every, every country in Africa. Every continent in Africa. Like, every continent. <laughs> Wasn't it every country in Africa? No, she said continent. Every continent in Africa. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Africa is the continent. 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 Where's she from? Continent. <laughs> I couldn't make fun of her because I'd be saying words wrong all the time. You know how we all, you know. You know, we are. We talk how we feel like talking. <laughs> I felt like she did something else too. I just. I she, what else did she say? She just kept saying stupid shit. That's <laughs> she got canceled for saying stupid things. Um, but that's how she felt, and people didn't agree with her. So because people didn't agree with her, that meant that she no longer needed to be. A person deserving of our ears and eyes as mm-hmm. consumers. So a, a large number of consumers said, "No, I don't want to see her. I don't want to pay for her. Right. I don't want this person on my television, on my radio stations. You know, because people didn't like what she had to say, or people didn't like." Or people don't like what people do, you know? That wasn't the only thing, right? What, you looking it up? Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's, like, probably a, a blog out there called Stupid Shit That Rates Simone. Like, it has to be there. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, yeah, canceling, I don't want to support you financially. I don't want to consume any of your media this is going to act like you're not there, mm-hmm. but... Roseanne for mm-hmm. saying Roseanne. the N-word, right? But I feel like we didn't give the same energy to Paula Deen. But at the same time, cancel culture wasn't there when Paula Deen said the N-word. I wonder when did, when did cancel culture really start to arise? Was it with our What Did it start earlier? I feel like it started earlier. I feel like it started much earlier. And you know what? There's probably an article on that too. 
know we millennials is educated. <laughs> we all went to school and can write an opinion on some shit. I want that's probably, that's probably gonna be a class on that one day. Just writing your opinion. I mean, because there are whole think pieces all the time on the internet, so it has to be. <laughs> you know what? I thought we would take a think a think piece class. If, if that was available so I can strengthen my argument cause sometimes I feel like I be fussing with people on social media and it just don't it don't work cause they like they don't get it and it's like maybe if I had took a debate class or something <laughs> I can really shut them down when I was in college I used to try to pull out fucking facts and statistics <laughs> I'm tired for that shit no more <laughs> And that's how you know you want somebody to cancel when you gotta pull out the receipts uh, right. and the stats. <laughs> it shows that every one in three persons, black persons, one in, yes, did not like what Raven Simone told. It shows. How do you know that? Facebook data. Facebook oh. data. Facebook data. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. I'm just kidding around. Based but... on the level of the canceling, we can say. We can conclude that <laughs> one in three persons didn't like what she said. Yes. <laughs> cited, cited by um, Mark Zuckerberg Incorporation. Ooh, <laughs> come on, citation. <laughs> APA format, bitches. <laughs> what do you What do you think is an example of someone, somebody who was canceled that? feel like I didn't deserve it. I don't know. I feel conflicted with that question because I feel like you got canceled because you deserved it. (laughs) But do I think the cancel was necessary for every situation? No. I think sometimes we're over overthinking it. Mm. I overthink a person's intentions a lot of times and think they're just all pure malice and just evil. Mm. And to me, what R. Kelly has done is evil. That's the lowest of the low you can go, you know? So I get it. Yeah, pull him off of radio stations. Pull him off of Spotify. Okay, fine. I'm cool with that. Same with Harvey Weinstein. Same with Bill Cosby. You know, but what's interesting is a f- person close to me always says, well, if we want to cancel all those people, we need to cancel James Brown. We need to cancel so Elvis. We need to cancel Bill Weathers. We need to cancel all these great artists that we cared about and love who were also abusers of women and children. And so it's like, okay, well, but... I really like James Brown. <laughs> so how do I, you know, like, how do I, like, and my thing is, the man is dead. Yeah. He's dead now. There's what, how, how, how else more, if he's being punished more, he's being punished in his afterlife. Like, Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby and R. Kelly are still alive and we're still making things actively. So it's right. like, we're not going to give you the, that money. For your life, yeah. No, like we're not going to support you. There is a punishment waiting for you behind bars, and like 
and that's where to me also canceling gets sticky too because it's like well if they're being punished behind bars do they still deserve the that kind of um removal from society socially i guess i'm using the word wrong word when i say socially but like it no that is that like the fame of it all like do they deserve does the death of their fame is the death of their fame still deserving because of what happened when they went to prison because they're being punished it's like being double punished or is it just a total punishment it's just a punishment period that's just people that know you might just kind of remove themselves from you anyway so it, you might feel that seclusion anyway in your your personal circles. So I don't know. I that's true. That's true. Cause if when things like that happen, like I'm pretty sure. So you're gonna you're gonna feel they, that they lost <laughs> friends. Like all of those people we just mentioned, I'm pretty sure they lost friends and they family members probably stopped speaking to them. They're you know. used to feeling things on another level because. They're so famous. They, they're scrutinized for everything. So, I mean, that's just... And even if their family don't love them, somebody love them. Right? Because they're famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I I think that... Um, I think that I have forgiven some people who have been canceled. And okay, but the question on. is, would you still... But not so much do still I think, buy their things. Are you going to still buy their things? If I've forgiven them, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> In my heart, if I feel like they have said or done something to address it and they're trying to be better humans. Okay, and, so and a person that deserves a. Uh, a person an who can that. grow from their experience and be better people. Who do you felt like did that? I feel like I feel like Kevin Hart did that. He, he said did. some really he said some crazy things. But then he's made every well, he's taken a lot of opportunities to apologize and explain, you know, search himself, do a lot of inward self work to, yeah. to figure out why. Um how it got to the point why he would say that. And I think that's great that he was able to do that. And I understand that there are going to be people who are going to be like, no, screw him. But at the very, like, I feel like when things like that happen, when they do things like that, I do feel like they owe us an explanation. Because we are supporters of you. We we are your consumers, you know. And your product is in our homes. Your product is pushed to us on a regular basis, actually. You know, through movie ads through like commercials you know youtube whatever like we're constantly seeing your face you're constantly Mm -hmm. there so when you do something you're it's not just um it's not the same as a person who committed a crime and only a few people knew about it it's still an impact on society the difference is as your consumers you've impacted us too with your crimes Mm-hmm. And you've heard us too, mm-hmm. because I I know that when Bill Cosby's Day of Reckoning came, I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, I mean, the Cosby Show. 
um that's like you associate people with their mm, characters yeah you do that too but then also when you present yourself in a certain way like when we watch people on interviews or like when we um watch personal stories of theirs like we start to feel like okay well I feel like I kind of know this person a little bit I feel like mm-hmm. this person has shown me a trustworthy side of them and I just draws you in more as a person who is a consumer I don't keep doing that because that's exactly what we are in these, these yeah. people's lives right mm-hmm. um like it just makes you feel like a part of them more it makes you want to see them more right but you offended society and that's a problem and you need to apologize for that and you need to atone for that you know so one person I think about is um Aziz Ansari mm-hmm. really enjoy his comedy he does say things problematic sometimes but I'm the type of person who feel like you're a comedian I get you gonna cross the line sometimes but I still like you right you know that's a few comedians I feel that way with and um but he um there was a, a young woman who felt he harassed her and that is considered to be sexual assault in many people's um thoughts right and he she felt like he was um inappropriate with her and it got out and what he did was in one of his most recent stand-up was he talked about how he learned from that situation and that he apologized for that situation and that he knows better now and what i liked about his apology was there was no he didn't try to justify why he did what he did. He didn't try to make excuses. It was a sincere apology. It was sincere. He wasn't trying to like, I didn't know better. But you know, now, it wasn't like that. It was like, I now realize that that, that I should not have done that. I'm sorry. It was wrong with me. I'm working on being better. I'm doing the correct things. And he was like, great. Aziz, great. And I was like, you know what? I can, I can support this. You know, and um, it was a, one of those situations where I feel that he can come back for it from it, and now he knows you can't harass females. You can't do that when a person says no, leave me alone. When a person says don't touch me, you can't you can't force a person to want to like you. Right. You know, you just can't do it, bro. You should have <laughs> learned that in elementary school, but clearly you didn't. Mm-hmm. Leave a woman alone. She don't want you to. Right. Don't do that no more. It's not cute. You know what I mean? So like, he's saying that okay. I know that I, I don't. I can't do this. Good. Don't do that shit no more. Because the next time it happens, people aren't gonna continue to stand by you. You can't do shit like that. You know. Um. And then another person, you mentioned Kevin Hart, but actually I think the late, great Kobe Bryant mm-hmm. is an example of that. Because even though the charges in his case were dismissed, he still apologized. I went back to see, because I was so young. When, yeah, we were. We were really young when that case came about. And so I went to go back and like review it and see what it is that he said and 
even yeah, even when he apologized, then he was like, I I thought that what was happening was consensual, but now I understand that you know, to her she felt like it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's about. Trauma period is yeah. based on perception, and if she perceived that that happened. It's not anyone's right to tell her it didn't happen. And even though the charges was dismissed, I think he was right to give her that. And how many how many women who who are assaulted don't get an apology? Mm-hmm. On top of don't on top of not getting justice, you know. And I'm saying like I I respect him for being able to do that and admitting that he was wrong. I also like what he did as far as community service and giving back and all the charitable things that he did after made him a better person, but also I it, it showed like effective change. Mm-hmm. So and what he do, he focused on his family, you know, created beautiful children, you know. It's unfortunate what happened to him and his daughter. Now, y'all need to stop calling this lady Kale. Kale? Somebody called Gail. (laughs) (laughs) Okra and Kale. Okra and Kale. Ooh! Ivy Lennox said that. Oh, jeez. She is so funny. (laughs) Okra and Kale. Okra and Kale. I actually like that has a ring to it. It's not like it can be a TV show. Okra and Kale. I don't feel like she should TV be show. canceled or crucified right now. Leave that lady alone. She asked the journalist questions whether you felt like it was the right time or not. Which, I, I mean, it may not have been the right time. But she asked journalistic questions. What did she say? The first question, and, and the clip started different stages because this is a whole interview too. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the clip that you saw? So the clip that I saw, she said, she asked, what do you think that the rape allegation um, complicates his legacy, kind of tarnishes his legacy to Lisa Leslie? And then Lisa Leslie was like, I've never known him to be that person. I've been around him. I've been been around um, other people uh, who have done those things. Like, out with other NBA friends, they've done those things, but he didn't. Um, And then Gail was like, well, you wouldn't have seen it. I do think that was... That that, that may have been a little much. She could have probably rephrased the question. She didn't have to say that at all. She could have just she, left she, it at she, that she and moved on. She, did, she, she, she didn't have to. She didn't have to push it. That's where um, the intention is maybe wrong. Um, and then Lisa Leslie was like, I want people, I want the media to leave it alone. And that's where she should have stopped. But she still kept going. And it's just like, it, it, it was so soon because at the time he hadn't been buried he hadn't anything him or his child and it's it's so soon um I wish I had seen the entire interview I think that um it's interesting because some people feel like you shouldn't talk ill of the dead 
right? I think I think people felt offended that Gail even brought that up in the first place. When you talk about something, you t- when you talk about somebody, you talk about them as a whole. Even if they died, like that part, that the, the rape happened and it was a very, like, I remember that time. I remember when that happened. I might have been really, really young, but I do remember when that happened. So everybody knew it is also a part of how we knew him too. So if you talk about somebody, you have to talk about the entire person. Not as just a, a part of them. Because if you don't, them. you lying. Right, exactly. And that's like, why Why lie about it? And um, I had a family member, you know, say, this is tarnishing his legacy. And I was like, I don't see how this tarnishes his legacy. We knew about it. Right, that's <laughs> But at the same time, the case was dismissed. So why even bring it up? Because it was dismissed. It means he was innocent. That's what she implied in her statement. So what I responded to was many of, I said many victims or survivors of sexual assault um, uh, perpetrators walk walk free, but it doesn't mean it didn't happen. I mean, our our did nobody learn anything from R. Kelly. No, like <laughs> they didn't learn anything. I mean, y'all watched the whole. Y'all watched two parts, two parts, and y'all understand and know that just because somebody is acquitted of something. That doesn't mean that they did not do it. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. He's not impeached, but the we know. In these we know. Mm. Yes, girl. <laughs> but we know that he was not doing things for the benefit of the republic. In my scandal voice. Scandal. scandal. No, I can't. Uh, he needs to be canceled. Jesus. That's another episode. I mean, he is canceled, but we just can't stop looking at him. He can't. I mean, we... No, we can do something about it. I can't say what we can do about it, because then my ass would get arrested by the FBI's. We're and I, yes, gonna... I said as the FBI's. As the FBI's. <laughs> are gonna come get you, girl. <laughs> All I'm, I'm saying right is that they did our boys and they did our leaders in. You know, so if somebody wanted to make something happen, then something would happen. That's all I'm saying. If somebody wanted him out of office, he would have been out of office. I'm not going to say what I think she said. <laughs> I'm not going to say it either. I ain't saying nothing. I ain't saying nothing. Don't worry about it. It's true. So, there's that. <laughs> but, yes, just because somebody... Uh, was tried and not convicted does not mean that they actually did not do the thing that they were accused of. Hello, this is Megan from Megan Rocks the Beat. We specialize in full body waxes, facials, skin care, yachty steams, and makeup. You can find us on Facebook, Megan Rocks the Beat, LLC. Instagram, MeganRocksThe.Beat, or the website, www.MeganRocksTheBeat.com. Feel good, look better. 
So, you know, she, I don't think she replied to my comment. I think she left me alone. <laughs> you know, because I feel like, you know what? Sometimes you have those, back to Facebook debates, sometimes you have those feelings in your guts like, I got time today. <laughs> Twitter fingers in my great voice. Twitter fingers. Twitter fingers. That's when my thumbs go to moving. But Gail King don't deserve to be um, canceled for interviewing. I get that people didn't like it. It was just days from now. She don't need to be canceled. You know what maybe people should do? Cancel themselves. That way they'll stop canceling people. How do you cancel yourself? Shut the fuck up. Maybe that will help. I remember they tried to cancel Lizzo too, and I was like, "What did Lizzo do?" Yes, Lizzo did not deserve to be canceled. She was one. She didn't deserve it either. I don't think so. I don't think she did. I think she made a poor fashion choice. But I don't think she deserved to be canceled for it. Ass on bare seats. Ass on. Bare seats. <laughs> she also posted did um, naked um, photos with um, flowers and. All kinds of cool stuff at times. But see, that's on her Instagram. Mm-hmm, it is. <laughs> it's not ass on bare seats. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I follow an OnlyFans person because I be scrolling down my Instagram and bam, there's Lizzo twerking the bathing suit again. <laughs> or there's Lizzo with her booty out. Or there's Lizzo showing me them cheeks. Like, damn, girl. This is not an OnlyFans account. <laughs> but, it, but it's also like, on there, if you don't want to see it, you could just unfollow it, not ass on bare seats. I don't know why I keep coming to this. Ass on bare seats. Like, I just keep thinking about it. What if she has stockings on? Mm. You know, because it'd be cold in them arenas. <laughs> she probably has stockings on. Come on, it's too cold. Can't imagine, unless she just don't get cold. But she's always naked. So maybe she doesn't get cold. <laughs> Maybe Lizzo don't get cold. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know. But I enjoy it sometimes. It's like, okay, Lizzo, I see you. Because it makes me feel good to see another plus-size woman being comfortable in her skin and being like, you're going to love me for who I am, no yeah, matter what. Because I, I love me, it. and that's awesome. And I'm and a I, that, That's a quote from your girl, Lizzo. Yes, because I, I I really I, I really like that quality, you know. Um, that wasn't the part of the song that I wanted to like sing, but <laughs> y'all just have to excuse me right now. <laughs> <laughs> but how can one like recover from cancel culture? Is that like possible? Can you recover from a cancel? I know me personally, I say I can forgive, but like that's why I think cancel culture is bad because cancel culture feels like. The end all be all. You're canceled. The subscription expired. Mm-hmm. No longer are you available. I mean, you know. Yeah. So like, is there accountability in that? Um, Do I think at that point, I, I think that at that point, you. Okay, at a point that you cancel someone, you would have expected somebody to know better than what they did, right? If it's like a first-time offense and it's like very, very... Why am I talking in terms of like legal things? But, but... Because you're smart? (laughs) 
But like it's almost like you're being put on trial, and that's yeah, why. That's true. So if it's if it's something like very very low, um, and everybody everybody is not going to do everybody's not going to do right. We all make mistakes, right? So you would have expected them to know better and not even giving them a chance to grow. If it's something that, I mean, I don't feel like everything should warrant cancellation. I feel like they should just be called out and see if they do better. If they don't, okay, you really are canceled because you, you just don't want, you don't want to try. You don't want to apologize. <laughs> you don't want to try. <laughs> but I feel like some people just get canceled off rip. <laughs> like, you know. It's for some people, I feel like there's some people who just, who just be like, no. And so that's why I wonder, like, is, is is cancel culture, is it truly effective in creating change in what we want to see? Or are we I, just putting people away and casting them to the side? I thought that it was a not a last resort thing, but like the end-all, be-all. But if somebody still has room to grow and that you're not letting them, it, it, it's not accountability. It's not... Um, it doesn't give someone the room to grow. You know what this makes me think of? This makes me think of um, that young rapper who died a while ago, XX Tentacion. Remember him? Mm-hmm. And I remember um, people were talking about they were upset that he had died, but there was also a large argument of, oh, he was an abuser, he kidnapped girls, he was a terrible person, essentially, right? And then I remember. One of my family members was saying that it was unfair because he was only, what, 21? Yeah, he was really young. And so, even, and it was saying that, like, even though it's not excusable for what he did, yet it's possible that he can turn his life around because he was still young enough to do that. And like, okay, cool, that's an interesting perspective. But then on the flip side, that is like, well, did he deserve to turn his life around after what he'd done? We put people in prison for life for that very reason. Are so complicated. People are complicated, and I don't know. You you have because in 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 normal settings we would we give people um, the space and opportunity to grow. If these people were actually a part of our lives and not um, being judged like this, then you would more likely understand your friend's situation or, you know, whatever. And I'm not necessarily talking about ex-sex, uh, to, how do you say this boy's name? I'm not talking specifically about what he did. I'm just talking about, in general, we would be more likely to understand someone in our circles or, or people around us, their situations, whereas these people... Um, that are famous 
they just get judged across the board. So, I, I, in a sense, I really we don't really know them either. So I brought up African cultures um, because this is something I didn't know um, before. And in this conversation, it popped up in my head. I remember learning about this when I was in my master's program. We were talking about how a person can heal and move forward from trauma. How can a community? So my program was community and trauma counseling. So we focused in on the community aspect as well as the individual. Because when a trauma happens in a family or a community, it affects everybody. It's not just that one individual who was the victim or who's the survivor who was impacted their family's impacted their friends are also impacted it touches everyone so it's interesting because in africa there's always been um restorative justice and we studied this because it just gave us perspective and we we helped us understand the kind of society that we live in so for example in this article, I'm, I'm reading, it reminded me of this in this article, is by Yariki Kamara. Um, and it says, African Arguments. And the article is, Dear the West, Why Do You Find It So Hard to Say Sorry? In, her art, in their article, um, they state that in Western civilization, the offender doesn't necessarily get to say sorry and ask for they don't they don't get to ask for forgiveness so they may ask for it but that's not how we operate we operate in a system where pardons or forgiveness is reserved for god priest and maybe a president of something um, and our justice system is based on retribution. So we place blame, we set a sentence, and we say this is what you do to serve your time. This is how you pay back society mm-hmm. for your crime. And that's how we operate, right? So, and and it's and because we're a Western civilization, and, we, and throughout history, we've even seen seen this with like gladiators, you know, or with slaves, even in a Western civilization. Mm-hmm. Um, we we see that as a motif, and in the present day, it's involved into what we call our justice system. The difference is in many African cultures, there is a system of pardon. And children learn this at a young age. They learn to seek forgiveness and also that they will be forgiven for their misbehaviors. And this concept is extended to um, adults within their society as well. I'm not saying that in African cultures there isn't a punishment system, but a system of pardon is equally as important. I think restorative justice is also important because the the victim or survivors of the crime are able to be a part of the conversation of how they receive their justice. Um, Their families are involved um, and the perpetrator of that crime or that violence has to atone for that. Um, And I think that's why a restorative justice mindset is a 
better way to have somebody be held accountable for what they've said and what they've done um, than canceling them because we're not seeing effective change. I feel we're just pushing people to the side and it feels like revenge or a, a punitive si- sentence, a punitive sen- sentence, a punishment. I think um, it's not just about the punishment. We need to see the correction and the change. You feel like it's revenge? It's cancel culture? A part of it. I feel like it. Uh, okay. I feel like a part of it is. Explain. Well, what I mean is like, <laughs> like, you did something so heinous and I hate you for it. Like, there, Gail King received death threats. Okay. You know, like, so people, I feel like there are people within cancel culture who takes it to a level of, like, like, serious heights. Like, you know, me and you talking about jail time, but there are some people talking about this person needs to die. They need to die, like, now. You know, like, and that's, that's scary. I guess because I hadn't thought about cancel culture that way, I wasn't seeing it as revenge. Um, because I, I, I just basically want someone to understand and to acknowledge, to apologize. That's not revenge. That is justice. That's restorative justice. Okay. Restorative justice. Justice. Restorative justice. It is healing. (laughs) (laughs) Because the thing is, if the offender is not expected to apologize. And if the offender is not um, is not expected to seek forgiveness for their crime, then how do they learn and be better from their crime? They're just going to keep repeating the same crime over and over again because they never actually learned anything. They were just told not to do it, and if you do it, this is what happens. And we all know, we all raised by parents. That doesn't work out very well. Yeah. You mean, this is what happens. You mean, it's happening in real time? Because I, I feel like if somebody knows this is what can happen, but this is like a warning, that's, that's still the same thing. It's not restorative, though. But they're not expected... To this, like, how can I explain? Like, I feel like the oh yeah, I still want I feel like the I still want apologies. I feel I like the um, restorative justice piece was restorative about it is that the person knows that they were wrong, and even though they consciously committed the crime, they know that they have to. It's not just about atonement and in our, and and being punitive. And in our culture, we have that kind of system. So the birth of cancel culture makes a lot of sense especially if we feel like people are not being held accountable by the law so it's like it's almost like a citizen's arrest it is um but through social media Mm -hmm. and and and, uh other media um outlets you know it's, it's it's really interesting but i feel like without the um kind of system that we operate out of we wouldn't give birth to cancel culture. And I don't think cancel culture helps the survivors of the abuse 
or the victims of the abuse. I don't think it, it actually helps heal anything. I think people think that it is because it's um, like a verbal hanging or, a, you know, yeah. not not even separate of the wrist, um, cuffs. Yeah. Like, it just cuffs the person, but I don't think that they see the other side where the victims have to... This person has to apologize um, because the, people even hang the apology. I mean, they, they even like verbally attack the apologies. So, yeah. well, because some people's apologies be faux though, like Joe Biden. You know, you know, I, I thought this is how this is how men and women. I, I do this to everybody. <laughs> what man? That is not an apology. My grandfather taught me if you say I'm sorry, but your apology is worthless. Don't even, don't even talk to me. I'm sorry, but shut up. I won't hear it. You ain't sorry. You ain't sorry. You ain't sorry. You ain't sorry. Like, I can see if a person said, I'm sorry that I harmed you. Even at that. If a person asks for an explanation, so if I say, Megan, I'm sorry I harmed you, and you go, well, what made you do that? That's the only time I need to explain you know what? to you. I, 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 I understand I understand what you're saying. Um, because I, I get why restorative justice works. Um, because even when we put people in jail sometimes, sometimes the like the victims' families, for example, mm, will say example. will say, I still I, I went back to normal life like I've been fighting to get this justice all this time. And I still don't feel, I still am searching for something. I'm still looking for something. I still feel like I have some healing to do. I still feel like nothing really happened. And maybe if you do get an apology, if, if that person was to have to say to the family, sincerely apologize, then maybe the family wouldn't feel like that. Right. I, I got that example. I was or maybe watching. there's some closure. Yes. That's the word though. That's the word I was looking for. Closure. If they felt like they could get closure to the situation. Yeah. That's a perfect example. And I feel like we focus so heavily on how a person can pay for what they did that it's oftentimes we miss the opportunity for people to become better humans. I feel like we are all capable of growth. We're all capable of change. Um, under conditions that support and encourage change um, or growth and any system that tries to stifle that it'll be stunted <laughs> so you'll never um, you'll never change so I, I definitely agree with that this was a good conversation and I feel like we came, we came to um, an understanding. Please catch us on our Facebook page, as well as our Instagram page. The 504 Girls Podcast. Thank you for tuning in with us. Yippee! Yippee! <laughs> lock, talk, lock, talk. Come on, come on.